0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Tell Me Your Testimony podcast, the podcast where you get to hear people's testimony to find encouragement for your walk with God. So we hope you're ready to be uplifted through this week's episode with your host, Aida, and her special guest.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome back. Today, I'm here with...
0: Angie Graver. How are you? I'm good. How are are you doing?
1: I'm
0: great. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. You're going to
1: be great. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Okay. There's only like... Fifty listeners so consistently you'll be fine okay and you know probably like 80 percent of the listeners so
0: that could be worse you know people that love you are sometimes your worst critics
1: but like in theory they should know most of this stuff you've already told them
0: maybe yeah (laughs) we'll see (laughs) all right maybe I'm digging deep
1: yeah oh true True, true, true. all right well let's act like you don't know everyone and just go ahead and introduce yourself
0: okay so again my name is Angie Graver um I've been married for 30 years um, to Mike Graver I have two children Justin and Abby. Justin is married to Lauren, and so and then I have a grand dog, Rigby, <laughs> and then I have a um, uh, what do we call him? Um, the werewolf. Oh, guinea pig. And his name is Emilio. And then recently, <laughs> you my new, daughter.
1: You have a new addition.
0: Yes, has a first grade fish. Um, I don't believe he's been named or she's named or what it is yet. So. <laughs> we'll wait and find out. We'll, we'll have to find on, that out later. On your
1: episode two, you'll oh, let us know what your perfect. grandfish's name is. Perfect. So um, you can just go back to when you first came to know Christ and who was influential on this side of heaven and just how you got to know God.
0: So, um, like a lot of your guests so far, um, I too was raised in church, um, specifically Central Baptist Church. Um, I also went to school here at Central Baptist Schools. Um, so I had a lot of influence in my life. Um, my parents um, have, were always very involved and so all of their friends were Christians and so um, we spent time in their homes. Um, and so growing up, I very much feel like I was completely surrounded, um, by, you know, influential people, um, The way I came to know Christ is, I don't remember the exact date, but I do remember the feeling Mm -hmm. and the moment. Um, I don't remember the prayer, um, but I was about six. Mm -hmm. And what I very distinctly remember is I was sitting um, on the, um, not the piano side, but the other side of the church. Um, Up, I was very close to the front on one of those pews that kind of juts out. Um, I remember the message, I remember being convicted, and I remember knowing that I just needed to go forward and talk to somebody. Mm Um, I remembered that I needed to be saved. And so um, the story, from what I understand, is I basically ran to the front. Um, And if you know me, you know, like, I do things very quickly. And so, like, when I was ready...
1: You were urgently going to the altar. Correct.
0: Once it was time, it was time. And so I was, like, six. And so um, I would say that I had a lot of influential people Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, My parents, um, my dad, probably, if I was picking one person, um, would have been probably the most influential person. Um, I mean, he was a deacon here at the church. He was very involved. He served on the trustee board. Um, He was very consistent in my life. Um, I had a pretty strict upbringing from a standpoint of what most people would call, you know, kind of the very traditional Baptist Mm -hmm. upbringing. Um, I will say that I have zero bitterness or regrets Uh about any of that. Um, My parents were super loving. Um, It was their conviction. It's what they believed. I never felt like they were out to get me. Uh Um, They explained why Uh we did things. And of course, you know, I don't do all of those things now Uh that were their convictions. Um, But I felt like I grew up in a very loving, supportive environment where I knew that what was most important was God Uh and so oh,
1: that's awesome that you knew that those convictions or rules were coming from a place of yes. goodness and only want good things. And this is what that looks like, how we portray that and not out of, I want you to do only these three things. So that's where mm-hmm. we're going to keep you like. Yeah. So that's really cool that you can recognize that it was coming from a place of love.
0: I really do. And I think when I was in it, there were times where because you're a kid, <laughs> you're like, why do they hate me? But, you know, they didn't hate me. Yeah. And I mean, I can tell you that. um You know, times change, right? Mm -hmm. The world changes. Um, People, you know, I know God never changes, but Mm -hmm. the way that we learn changes and things that we thought were important before. We've learned that really, you know, people coming to Christ Mm -hmm. and being saved is really the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And some of the other stuff that you get hung up on is not what's important. And it's, you know, not, it's hard to win people, Mm -hmm. I think, to Christ when you're dwelling on the things that you want them to do before they're saved mm-hmm. when that's just yeah. not how it works Yeah, and so and I also think growing up in a tight Christian community sometimes you lose sight of some mm-hmm. of that right because yeah. you know everyone around you is saved in a Christian and so you have to remember that that's not how you win right. the world
1: yeah you have to remember that there's people who have had a very different lifestyle yes. than you, and that just because you do things the way you do, they're going to be like, wait, why do you do them that way? Or mm-hmm. what, what does that mean? Or, and they're not going to get why you just go right. along with it. And you're like, oh, right. Let me go into your perspective and look, see what that looks like.
0: And I would say as a young adult, when I first started in the workforce at 18, um, people were very much like, oh, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And they thought it was very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had many people be like, oh, you were like the movie Footloose. And I was like, well, (laughs) not really, but I I guess there were rules. So I can kind of see where you're getting that, but no, it wasn't really like Footloose. But I think that that's when I finally realized that it was a little different for other Mm -hmm. people because everyone didn't grow up going to church Mm -hmm. three times a week going to you know school every day you had chapel once a week you had bible the other days Um, revivals church camp like everybody didn't grow up so inundated Mm -hmm. um so they didn't know what I knew yeah well I remember
1: like explaining Awana to someone and they're like what oh and I'm like yeah you do these things and you memorize verses and you have vests and you have to iron on your patches and you do them and then you play games like and they're just like what and you're like oh Not
0: everyone grows up with the same. Yeah. Well, not everyone grows up going to church three times a week. That's a very foreign. They're like, so I get the Sunday piece, but you go on Wednesday and I'm like, we do. And they're like, I mean, are you so bad (laughs) that you got that much? It's like, no, it's not that. But yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah oh my gosh, that was God.
0: So I would say that growing up, I always kind of felt like, you know, that God wanted me involved in the church and the ministries. And so like, I was always here Mm -hmm. and I was always doing things. And then um, I can remember serving as soon as I was allowed to serve in the nursery, I did. Um, As soon as I was allowed to like work in Sunday school, I was Sue Cook's assistant in the four and five year old class, which I did eventually take over from her, which was kind of Sound sounded kind of cool, but like, so I do remember always that and like God, I knowing that God wanted to use me, but probably the first that when I think back to a time that 100% God was in it, I knew it and it was, it was choosing my spouse. Mm. Um, and so like I had gone to junior camp as a helper. I was working in the world at that point. I didn't have vacation and I really wanted to go. So I took time off with zero pay. Um, to go to church camp Mm -hmm. and to work. And so um, Mike's family went to, lived in Indiana, and they were also there. And so his dad was a counselor, his mom was a counselor. He had two brothers that were campers, a brother that was a teen helper. And so he wasn't working at camp, but it was right near his house. So basically his whole family was there, right? Mm -hmm. So he came up there all the time. Some of the other teen helpers were teens he knew. And so I got placed in his mom's cabin as a helper. Um, I worked in the concession stand. And so at night when the campers would go to bed, all the teens would kind of hang out, right? Mm -hmm. After like at the snack bar and just talk or whatever. And so I had a good time. Thought he was really funny. That's how
1: they get you. That's how they get (laughs) you.
0: He just made me laugh all the time. And so like I would say that I wasn't like, oh, this is some romantic thing or whatever. But I I just thought he was fun to be around. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, end of camp, camp's over, go back home. Well, the next week is senior camp. So I was 18 at the time. I had been out of school for a year, but technically I could still go to camp or whatever. Um, and so I had this overwhelming, I need to be at camp next week. Um, I can't just tell you why I can't tell you what I can just, I can tell you that I knew that I needed to be at that camp next Mm week. Well, I had vacation. I was part time. And so, and it was about 40 miles away in Indiana. And so I only worked in the afternoons then. So I said to my dad, what if what if i go to can- i go to work in the afternoons, and I drive to Indiana for the, you know, after work and spend the night and spend the morning. And what if I do that for the week? Well, of course, my dad was like, That is crazy. <laughs> you don't need to do that. That is a lot of driving in the highway. I'm concerned about your safety. And I mean, even though I was 18, I was an adult. I lived at home and I did respect my parents. And so when my dad said no, but I was like, Please, please, like, I just, I can remember begging and begging and begging. And a lot of us from church used to go to that Wendy's down the street after church. And we would eat there after Mm -hmm. service and hang out. And like there'd be 15, 20 of us sometimes in there. And so I remember, I can remember it. I was in that Wendy's and I was begging, Daddy, please, please, please let me go. And he's like, why? And I was like, I just know I need to be there. I just know I've got to be there. So finally, of course, you know, I was a daddy's girl. So he obviously relented and he was like, okay, I don't love this or whatever. And so I did. I went to Mm -hmm. camp all week. I was at camp, at church camp, was in the evening services. I was around Mike Moore. And so by the end of the week, like, you know, we went to the bonfire together. And yeah, (laughs) so the joke was, is because everyone there was talking about us and being a couple. And so finally he walks up to me. He's like, so are you going to this thing with me or what? <laughs> so I was like, well, yeah. So then I like I did. And then to like the last day of camp is over. Um, and then he invited me for the 4th of July to their church picnic. So that's kind of how it all started. Mm-hmm. And we had a really strong friendship for mm-hmm. like three or four months. It was completely just friends. Um, but I just, we just enjoyed being together. Um, and so, but I... I look back on that, and i that was God's will. Like, mm-hmm. that was where, you know, Mike was the man for me. God was giving him to me as a husband, and so I needed to be there, right? Yeah. Like, now, you know, God would have probably, I'm, I think he would have worked it <laughs> out, awesome, by the way, but that is the way he yeah. chose to work. And I loved camp. I mean, yeah. going to church camp was, like, highlight of my year. Yeah. Um, and so being able to go, being able to, mm-hmm. you know, meet him there, whatever. And so fast forward to when we get engaged. <laughs> Um, he literally throws the ring box at me and says, so you're going to marry me or what? Aww. So, you know,
1: circle, full
0: circle fun. moment, because, yeah. you know, if he'd done something different, it wouldn't right. have been as funny, right. but like,
1: it made sense for him to be that way. Cause correct. He was that way from the beginning. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I do know that God was in that. It was yeah. in my marriage was in us being together. And so. 30 years later, it's...
1: Were you able to tell your dad, be like, see, that's why I had see, to be Right, there. right. I had to exactly,
0: go. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. See, dad, that's the reason. But yeah, like, I know God was in it. Yeah. And I know that that's probably not like the biggest spiritual moment. But I do think, no, obviously, yeah. picking a mate that, you know, we've raised our children mm-hmm. in church and we're still very active in church. So, but I believe that God had him for me and yeah. that's how he wanted me to meet him. And so I had this just burnt, like, I just, I'm like, <laughs> and it and it was funny because even after we first started dating. Um I remember saying to my boss at work, I'm going to marry this guy. I just know I am. And she was like, "Well, what do you like like you don't what?" I'm like, "I don't know. I mean, he's funny and I just I don't know. I just think I'm going to marry him." And like I really did like even before there yeah. was really and he was like, I'm, "I
1: ugh. You just knew? I just
0: knew. Just I just knew." knew. Yeah. And so and you know, you know us. Yeah. He balances me out very well. <laughs> <laughs> so God was definitely in that. Yeah, so.
1: that's awesome. So then, you can jump to where God is still working now, or if there's any moments that like stick out to you between meeting Mike and where you are now of hearing God speak, or you can go there.
0: Um, so I would say that again, like I feel like you know God has worked in my heart a lot in my life. I mean, to tell you that I'm that I'm always done everything He's wanted me to do, I have definitely not. Um, there have been periods of my life, and I think this goes to when you know what to do, sometimes it gets very routine. Mm -hmm. And so I can think back to 10 years or so where I was kind of in a rut um, and I really, you know, I was going through the motions and, um, but you know, I don't think I was serving and learning and I wasn't really um, doing it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, Brother Phil came to our church and when he came to our church, Um, it just that God really spoke to me about through him I know and so it really did like create Mike and I both like we both were like we were kind of sleeping we weren't really doing the things we need to do so we got very all in again and just like more than just doing it right Mm -hmm. we were we were feeling you know all the things and um, making commitments and really just Studying and doing the right things. And then shortly thereafter, like a few months, like my class's job, our whole world gets rocked. And you're like, it's one of those moments where, like, okay, God.
1: I'm doing all the things right. right. When I was walking
0: through the motions. I was being blessed. And now that I'm really doing these things, I feel like now I'm not. And so mm-hmm. it does just show you that sometimes, you know, the devil doesn't bother you yeah. when you're not, Right? when you're the not doing anything. The devil knew
1: that you guys were getting plugged in and yes. pursuing God. He's like, yeah, I don't like that. And yes. I'm going to mess it up. Yeah. Yes.
0: And it was a very, and that was a very aha moment for me because I was like, okay, you know what it, but it doesn't matter, you mm-hmm. know, like it doesn't matter that this is happening. Um, and, you know, this is where Mike knew that God wanted him to go to college mm-hmm. and start doing, you know, his new role of environmental health and safety. Um, and so he knew that God wanted him to do that. And so we took the leap of faith and he went back to college and we got some loans and he didn't work for a while. Um, but through that, I can see, you know, he's blessed him. He has a really good job. He loves what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we are very engaged and we feel and we I just feel like that was a little bit of a turning point for me. Mm-hmm. It's just like I woke up and even though I feel like it was hard because it, it took a minute like I remember crying and saying, "Why, God? Like mm-hmm. why? I, I thought this you wanted me to yeah, do these things. i
1: doing all of the things you want me to do." Yes. And yeah.
0: But then you re- then then there's the next moment where you realize it's like, "Well, if it was easy, you know, yeah. and so it's not always easy. Yeah. And so you'll have this story to tell and you'll have mm-hmm. this testimony to be like, you know what, when it wasn't easy, I still knew it was the right mm-hmm. thing. And I, you yeah. know, you still kind of push through. and
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So. And, I, you know, I would say that he still continues, obviously, to work. One way I'm really seeing him work right now in our church is, you know, we don't have a pastor, and I'm seeing there's lots of people, right? They're mm-hmm. stepping up. They're doing things that they're uncomfortable with. I mean, we have people on stage on the ensemble that were never, um, would have wanted to go mm-hmm. up there and do that, but, you know, there was a need, and, you know, they just, they want to serve God, and mm-hmm. so they're taking that, you know, um, Stephen, mm-hmm. you know, was preaching, and, I mean, just really really see God working yeah. through him right like mm-hmm. just you know from the beginning of when he started preaching until now like you can just
1: you can see the difference you and can just see the growth it's been amazing you can
0: and yeah. you know that and it's and it's not like it's easy right mm-hmm. like he's he's still working full-time mm-hmm. and he's still doing other things and so I really see God working in that and then just other people you know mm-hmm. where you know Abby has stepped up and she's doing the mute, you know doing mm-hmm. the music and and that's not easy she's got a lot of other responsibilities mm-hmm. right and and you know, and the other deacons and trustees, you know, they're calling people. They're they're doing things, and so um, it's not easy, yeah. right? It's not easy no. right now. I mean, is mm-hmm. this my favorite? Will I ever say this was my favorite <laughs> time in church? I don't think I probably <laughs> will. Yeah. But what I will tell you is, is that I know that God is in it, and what I've been clinging yeah. to is, is that God knew this was going to happen mm-hmm. before it ever happened. He he knew how it would work out mm-hmm. and he is in it yeah. and we just have to stay faithful to him and we just keep need yeah. just need to keep doing what yeah. we're supposed to do and um and not slack off yeah. right and so
1: i was going to keep working so we have to keep just he going is along. he is yeah.
0: and you know and we've had a couple people join not a lot we've probably you know mm-hmm. but we've had some families that have come out and um and so praying for those families, mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, God has given us some people in our pathways to mm-hmm. to pray for. And so we'll yeah. just keep at it, yeah. right? That's all, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. So then what would, you kind of touch on this, but is there anything, like, that he's teaching, like, you specifically? I know you kind of talked about what he's teaching, like, the church as a whole, but, yeah. like, you specifically.
0: But he's in control. Yeah. Because I am a control freak. <laughs> okay. um, and I always so,
1: say I like my control issues of
0: Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm a fixer, so I want to fix it. You know, I want to be like, why isn't this happening? And why isn't this mm-hmm. happening? And so, um, you know, I've also told God that I get it, mm-hmm. you're in control. So can we, can we fix it? But, but <laughs> yeah. clearly he's like, not, but he, you know, but it's like, I keep, you know, I'm like, you know, is this, is this about me? Like, do I, what do mm-hmm. I need to learn? Right? Because mm-hmm. I want to learn it mm-hmm. so we can, but no, I definitely think he is yeah. teaching me to be still, Mm-hmm. He's already been here. He mm-hmm. knew what's gonna happen, yeah. and it's all gonna be okay. And um, I just need to keep doing the right things, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's all I can yeah. do. It's a really hard lesson to learn. It that. is I very really, yes. Well,
1: I, like I like having control.
0: I like having control. I like fixing things. Absolutely. So yeah. this is definitely. Like, like,
1: I just back. can't go out and find a pastor and make everything better. No, yeah.
0: no. Pastor.com. Yeah, com, yeah know, there's just, no, there's yeah. no Pastor.com. You, so. should,
1: you should make. That. I'm I kidding. should create that, right? It's <laughs> all <laughs> my free time. Looking back at you at the start, when you were talking about how you knew you had to go to the altar, what would you tell her, and like, what would you encourage her with?
0: Well, one thing that I think that I would encourage anyone with is just to stay faithful, mm-hmm. right? So when I tell you that there have been times in my life, and there was a specific period of time that I can definitely look at that went on longer than it should have, Mm -hmm. where I wasn't always serving with the heart I should be serving, Mm -hmm. but I kept coming, right? And so that's what I think that I would tell anyone Mm -hmm. that was in this faith is that you need to stay consistent. You need to do what you're supposed to do. And even when you're not feeling it, Mm -hmm. you go to church, you go to church, you read your Bible, you study, Mm -hmm. because you know what? God wants to bless you. Mm -hmm. God wants to be there for you. God Mm -hmm. wants to have a relationship Mm -hmm. with you. And so even when you're not feeling it and you're walking through the Mm motions, like even if it's a habit, it's not a bad habit. And it keeps you, like it gets you back where you need to Mm -hmm. be, right? So like the consistency, the perseverance, the always making the right, you know, making your best choices, your right choices. I just think that is something that, And I think Mm -hmm. my my dad was so consistent that I feel like in my life, when I think about consistency, Mm -hmm. my dad was always consistent. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I learned that. And now like I've always, we've always tried to be Mm -hmm. consistent in what we do. And you know, when you wake up on a Sunday morning and you (laughs) didn't feel like going, you went, right? Because Mm -hmm. it was the right thing to do. And Most of the time you get blessed. Right. I've never
1: had a Sunday morning where I don't go and I don't get something out of it. I'm always like, Yeah, and that's why I needed to go. And that's what I needed to hear and God still speaks to me even when it's like I didn't want to be there. Or I wasn't even like sometimes it'll that'll be the thing that gets me back in vain. Mm -hmm. I'll just sit I've sat through enough services where I can just sit there and kinda just zone out or be on my phone and then it's like, Oh, that got me back in and that's why it's like, Oh, that's why I have to be here.
0: Right, well, and absolutely, and that's that's but the habits that we create, you create habits where you brush your teeth mm-hmm. every day, you create habits where you do things you know you shower you mm-hmm. know you the things that you create habits for like in your spiritual life, those habits mm-hmm. that we create that it just it keeps you they're just as important they are just as, yeah yeah, and so that's that's what I would yeah. say is that you know consistency is important, stay the root, stay the yeah. game, stay the road, stay the yeah. You know, say the course, whatever. Yeah. That you are, you know, continue to do those things.
1: That's awesome. All right, are you ready for the wheel?
0: I am ready for the wheel. I'm nervous right. about the wheel. No, no I was no, trying to peek go. at the wheel. No, you can't. And I was the wheel. told I wasn't allowed to peek at the no. wheel. No, all right, go for it. Okay.
1: Favorite song.
0: Oh man, that's tough for a singer. Yeah. <laughs> I like all the
1: songs. I mean, you can like break it down by like categories. You like, can break
0: by category.
1: Or if you want to give like a couple. Or you can go like all time if that's not too hard.
0: I probably, if I went all time, it would be I'll Fly Away. Ooh, that's a good one. You know, yeah. Old, old yeah. Faithful Hymn. Like that is a song that when I, I mean, I mm-hmm. just like to sing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that one in Mansion Over the Hilltop. That's another one that. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, the I'll Fly Away song, mm-hmm. when I went to school here at Central, mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to wear pants. And so we wore culottes, and they were kind <laughs> of like big. And so in junior high and high school, the girls would be in the locker room, and we would sing, I'll Fly Away in my culottes. I'll
1: Fly Away. And that's why people don't <laughs> understand you when you're <laughs> to the workforce. They're like, you did you what? You did in your what? Room? You wore what? Oh, culottes. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. other favorite songs? Oh,
0: I mean, if you're gonna make me go worldly, I mean, <laughs> I guess "Total Eclipse a- <laughs> Heart" <laughs> is my favorite. Ba- my Bonnie Tyler. One. That was my very favorite yeah, song. Yeah, that's a good one. And from the '80s, you know. Yeah. But.
1: See, and there's categories. You can but, have the there crap. are categories. Yeah. I yeah. mean, space it out. Like I mean, it. I
0: love yeah. We the Kingdom. Just about anything app? We the Kingdom does, yeah. I enjoy. Good.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> I miss them. We can go see them again.
0: I know we missed it in July, but.
1: We'll go again. Well, okay. before.
0: Well, Aunt, 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 Franny, not Annie, Franny I was like... <laughs> leaving in January, I think. Dang it. I heard she was leaving. I didn't
1: realize yeah. it was that soon.
0: I think Ann Wilson's going to take her spot. Ooh, that'd be
1: good. That's my. She would have fit.
0: She's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. We'll see.
1: We'll have to, episode two, we're going to hear your (laughs) grandfish's name. And if you were right about the We the Kingdom conspiracy theory that Ann Wilson, that's going to be your follow-up question. Not what God is doing, and I guess what God's doing in your life. But like those three. All right. Well, thank you for doing this.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you were encouraged and found hope through this week's conversation. Check out our website in the
1: description to locate all our episodes and learn how you could be the next guest. See you next week.